A note of warning, this podcast explores graphic and disturbing stories and includes strong language. It therefore may not be suitable for our young listeners or other folks who may find it disturbing. Welcome to True Crime Daily, the podcast. I'm Billy Jensen. This is Owen Michael, bringing you our weekly True Crime Daily podcast for the week of February 26, 2019. This week, a man walks into a police station to turn himself in for murder, but they won't take him because he doesn't have proper ID. A boyfriend walks into a police station in Indiana to confess to an Illinois cold case murder uh, that was originally deemed a suicide. But first, a no-body homicide case that goes to the jury in New Jersey. That's right, Billy. We've got uh, a no-body homicide case, uh, which I've been hearing more and more about these uh, lately. I didn't know, but this uh, goes back a, a little ways. Maybe you can speak to this in a moment. This is out of Monmouth County, New Jersey. Uh, Liam McHale. Mac- Macatasny, I wrote it down and I still got it wrong. 21, he's 21 years old. He was uh, 19 when he's accused of the, uh, when he was 19 when he was accused of these crimes. He's accused of killing 19-year-old Sarah Stern after robbing her in 2016. Uh, they were high school classmates uh, uh, back when they were in high school. Um, he allegedly strangled her at her house. He's accused of later throwing her body off a bridge with the help of a friend who's a, another classmate of both of theirs. Um, her, fer- or her body has not been found. That's uh, Sarah Stern. Um, uh, McAtasney took Sarah Stern to a bank to withdraw money before the murder at her house. <clears throat> he thought he was uh, getting $100,000 in the robbery. He, he was led to believe that uh, she had found some old money in a, in a relative's uh, belongings and uh, had deposited that money. He thought it was about $100,000. Turns out he only got uh, reports vary between $8,000 to $10,000 in this, so he was a little disappointed yeah. in that. And there was another guy named Preston Taylor, who was also 19 at the time, who was allegedly recruited by, by his buddy to help dispose of a body. Uh, don't call me when you have that. Um, it won't happen. And Taylor was actually Stern's. I don't need your help. Taylor was Stern's junior prom date, and he reportedly got a cut of the money uh, for his help. And of course, again, he probably said a hundred grand, and then it turned into eight grand. Uh, that's right. That's right. And this is the accomplice, by the way, who was uh, Sarah Stern's junior prom date. So these three all, you know, have some history together. Yeah. You remember how small towns and yeah. uh, high school things. Uh, so they go. they testified that they threw her over the bridge and they left their car her car at the bridge to make it look like she killed herself. Right, his buddy did. And uh, another friend who was working with police recorded Mr. McAtasney confessing uh, to killing Sarah Stern on video. And that's one of the things that you have to get with when, when you, whenever you have these suicide or homicide cases. Um, they're, they're, a suicide is fairly easy to stage, especially something like this where you don't have a body mm-hmm. and you just, you know, it's going to have to be, it turns into what's called a wire case. And you're going to have to have somebody go in and do a wire. They did more than that. They actually did this on video mm-hmm. and had a camera. Uh, and you've got to get a guy to confess. And, you know, you get enough in somebody. Now, now, you know, it will be, It will. this will turn into, was the confession confession coerced? Was he drinking? This or that? You know, that's well, what's going to happen. Well, and, 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 and the monkey wrench in this particular thing is that the, the friend who taped Liam McAtasney uh, making this uh, confession is a he's apparently an experienced horror movie maker so he's a, you know, an aspiring filmmaker uh, in the horror genre and uh, Liam McAtasney's defense attorney claims that this thing was a, an audition that he wasn't uh, uh, that 
he wasn't right. actually uh, confessing to. It was an audition, and he was sort of bragging to um, impress his friend, who's really into horror right. movies. Yeah, because he he was telling that he bragged that he lifted her off the off the girl off the ground while he was strangling yeah, her. Yeah, so strong. And he watched for thirty minutes as she died in her home. And uh, literally says he was watching, watching the, the clock, clock uh, watching the clock this, as she was in dying. This, so in this audition. Um, but yeah, so she, her body hasn't been found and they've got this videotaped confession slash audition. So the defense is a little bit, um, you know, they've got two, two decent talking points here. Um, the jury is set to start deliberating this week. Um, so we'll find out what's going on there. This it's going to be really interesting because the jury is going to watch the confession tape. And if this guy's an aspiring filmmaker, if it looks too good, almost, it's going to be bad for him. Like if it's if it looks too produced, hopefully it's just very very raw. But if it looks too produced, which our show doesn't, by the way, but if it looks too produced, then what what's going to happen is that uh, the jury might start getting a little bit like, well, maybe this was. So two points on that. Uh, a yesterday, uh, as they began deliberations, they did request to watch the video again. Uh, not unlike many people will want to watch this video again to, uh, to yes. get all the, the finer yeah, points. Well, but, well, actually, we ha- we have a lot of people that were, that have said on, in the comments that they watch it over and over and over again. As you should. Just to try to look for tells that you're a serial killer. The other point is uh, the video itself was actually, it's it looks like a dashboard camera. I, saw, I watched it last night. Um, it's from the driver's point of view looking at uh, Liam in the in the passenger seat and he's describing it and they're kind of smoking cigarettes and chatting or whatever so it looks very off the cuff Mm -hmm. and it's confusing to me whether this was secretly recorded whether he was fully aware of this because the initial report said that he was secretly videotaped but then that sort of puts the lie to if it's an audition if you knew it was an audition unless he was being completely method and he was like he just wanted to catch him on the fly i don't know stay tuned so similar case in a sense where we have another we have somebody that actually confessed this is another suicide or murder case mm-hmm. out of illinois right. guy walks into a police station and all these cases are linked if you notice these three cases uh man walks into a police station to confess a 2014 murder so caitlin whitaker died under suspicious circumstances caitlin excuse me in the small town of martinsville illinois on halloween in 2014 she was 20 years old her death was originally ruled a suicide uh, she had been shot in the head uh, at her boyfriend's house. Now, her boyfriend, Connor Scott, was with her when she died, but he said, oh, no, she shot herself. Parents ten months never later, about that. Ten months later, her death was ruled a homicide, and the uh, because the Illinois prosecutor stated that Caitlin couldn't have shot herself from where the bullet had entered her skull. So that's what happened in 2014. Uh, this week... Connor Scott, the boyfriend, walked into a police station in Danville, Indiana, which is about 90 miles east of uh, of Martinsville, Illinois. This is sort of central Illinois, central Indiana near the border. It's a kind of small, kind of rural, kind of uh, farmy. Um, he walked into the police station in Danville, and uh, he confessed to the murder. Police uh, videotaped the confession. Illinois detectives now uh, rushed over there to, to interview him, and they're going to extradite him back to Illinois. Uh, it's unclear what led to the confession, but, uh, you know, I... Well, thank God. Think, if you... Uh, yeah, uh, no, absolutely. And, her, you know, her father said, I really thought he was going to get away with this. Right. Was the quote. So, again, another case where that was supposed, you know, trying to be staged as a suicide 
it's going to take a confession. Both of these are confessions. One of them was was done surreptitiously and, and videotaped, and they're going to they're going to. Uh, but you know, it was a wire case. This one was actually somebody going in. But that's it's it's so often that's the only way you're going to be able to get these. Guys. You know, I mean, at least in this thing, even for there was an Illinois prosecutor, as you said, that uh, he said she couldn't have shot herself where the bullet entered her skull, which. You know, at least they had categorized that as a homicide officially after the fact. We've covered stories uh, where uh, forensics evidence has led inconclusively yeah. to whether. Well, what happens is, is that yeah, they can say it's either inconclusive, it's undetermined, or it is a homicide. But there's not enough to the, overturn the, the DA. No, well, no, there could be enough to overturn that it's a suicide, but there's not enough to convict a guy to get I'm, twelve I'm strangers. If... To get twelve strangers to be like, you know what? Yeah, that guy killed her, even though he was the only person in the house. There's just not enough there. I'm thinking of particular stories, uh, news stories in the past where somebody has uh, uh, similarly. You've got a bullet angle that is impossible, mm-hmm. physically impossible for a left-handed person to do a particular way, and yet the initial uh, the initial crime scene ruled it a suicide, and there was not enough uh, momentum one way or the other, even though clearly if you do a, a physics in our opinion, yeah. a physics uh, analysis of this that some of these things uh, yeah. don't add up. This one did, and... He well, this, this guy, this guy finally did the right thing, um, and now we got another guy that did the right thing. He walks into a police uh, station, and this uh, was pretty incredulous when I heard this. So, gas station clerk Ola Basid, who was 58 years old, he was shot dead in an early morning robbery in New Orleans in September of last year. Now, police allege that Frank Sam's Jr. and Farnell Jackson Jr. were caught on video committing this botched robbery. And Besed was shot several times. Suspects in the video tried to open the cash register. They failed. Then they stole cigarettes and other items and fled the scene. Farnell Jackson turns himself in in September. A warrant was issued for Frank Sam's arrest. Now, Sam's learns about this warrant, and he shows up to the Orleans Paris uh, Sheriff's Office in New Orleans to turn himself in. And the deputies at the front desk refused to process him because he did not have a state identification card. This is according to... Uh, the attorney that uh, accompanied him. So mm-hmm. they said, he came in and he said, I want to um, confess, and, and or, not I want to confess, I'm sorry, I want to turn myself in because there's a warrant for my arrest for murder. And he and they say, no, you 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 need a... Uh, right, and this, uh, basically, uh, according to this attorney, and apparently this is all uh, also videotaped, uh, so there may be more to come on this story, uh, this went on for at least 45 minutes or so, uh, back and forth. Yeah. And at one point, the deputies even noted it's illegal not to carry an ID on your person. So we can take him in for not having an ID, which is uh, right. fairly ridiculous. So, so then the attorney shows the deputies a news article with Frank Sam's picture in it, which he probably didn't have a, a physical thing, but he probably just pulled it out on his phone and sure. said, look, this is the guy. Right. And the deputies yeah. finally arrest him. And he was already in on probation for possession with intent to sell marijuana. So they were able to get it, get it for there. And uh, the sheriff's office general counsel noted that it's unusual for someone to show up directly to jail in a murder warrant. He did say, though, that uh, Sam's misspelled his name uh, several times uh, so the warrant couldn't be located in the system. So either that's a dodge or Frank Sam's, who has an exceptionally easy name to spell, it would seem to me, uh, there are there are a lot of misspellings in crime. We yes, know the, the famous um, in the Jinx Beverly Hills being spelled with an e e y. That was famous. Uh, the case of Ricky Casso, where they spelled uh, apparently these kids were were into Satanism, and they wrote uh, Satan lives on the gazebo in Northport, Long Island, but they spelled it wrong. So apparently they were fashion aficionados because they wrote Satin lives s a t i n. 
a lot of and and actually recently as of yesterday somebody wrote on a Robert E Lee statue freedom with one e well, you know, we can't say whether that was law enforcement personnel or not. No. But, uh, it does. Uh, it does happen. Uh, you're. You would hope, oh, and also, you, you, you would know hope what? That I, that's not the I, case. I will say, you know, probably the most famous misspelling is the spelling of uh, "helter skelter" um, in one of the Manson murders, and they spelled it "helter skelter." Wasn't? Uh, oh, that wasn't uh, necessarily a dodge to. Uh, no, 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 no. no. That was the just they really did not know how to spell. Well, uh, that sounds. That sounds horrible, and if you're ever caught up in the legal system, yes. you would hope that uh, some of the details are correct because that uh, could be a Yes, nightmare. but speaking of a potential misunderstanding, let's go into our comments. By the way, the comments on the, on our YouTube page, we heard you about the uh, the background. You apparently did not like the the very hippie-ish um, uh, rug that was behind us. We are going to be putting up stuff here. It was too Stevie Nicks for most people, so we put, it, we put it on the ground. We will instead. be putting up stuff here from stuff from from really from my career. I think we should probably put stuff up on. It should definitely be. Yeah, your, it should be all my cover stories and everything like that. Definitely so, be. Yeah. You. We'll put up some of your surfing articles. So, um, and thank you for noticing which cosplaying um, Owen has been doing as far as uh, serial killers go. Very good for those listeners and drew a blank this that. week. So uh, here's our comments for uh, the big comment story. wasn't that big, but um, somebody went above and beyond. One of our Facebook fans, as again, we have one of the biggest Facebook, the biggest Facebook true crime sites uh, pages. And so in court on Friday, a uh, Corporal Sean Wong uh, Wong Wan One testified he saw Jason Stiber holding a black cell phone with the screen illuminated and his mouth was moving. So they were saying that this man was driving while talking on a cell phone. You're not allowed to do that. By the way, it is illegal to do that in what all states or most states? I, know, uh, I see. Uh, I see a lot of you probably, doing probably that. Probably not in, 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 uh, uh, yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. It's, it's dangerous. But the defense attorney says that his cell phone records prove that he wasn't on the cell phone and that he was actually eating a hash brown. A McDonald's hash brown. A McDonald's brown. hash brown, which are delicious. Which are delicious. And, now, and roughly the same size as, uh, you know, maybe a medium-sized uh, yeah. uh, iPhone or something. Yeah. Well, it'd have to be an older model. So, uh, Ashley C. said, shoot, I'd spend $1,000 on a $300 ticket, too, if I knew the cop was lying. Um... Uh, uh, Frank A. said, there is no bite in the hash brown. I call fake news. Who has a hash brown near their face and doesn't take a bite? Interesting. Okay. But Rick Z. went above and beyond slash might actually be suspended from our Facebook account for a week because he said, and I quote, it was a spudding ticket, I believe. Oh. Yeah. It's too bad it had to be hashed out in court. He was roasted on the stand and still stuck to his story. The truth lies in the middle. It's all a bunch of facts mashed together. I'd be hot if it was me. Someone would fry. It would definitely yeah. cause a wedge between me and law enforcement. Now, Rick, we appreciate the um, no. the puns, but you are suspended from commenting on our stories for a week. Sorry, Rick. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that Rick uh, meant to do that, and uh, he was uh, trying everyone's last nerve with yeah. Uh, all, yeah. all of those yeah. puns. One pun, uh, one pun too. Very, many. very clever and get out. Yes. Uh, we'll see you in a week. We will see you we in can, a week. Of course. Yes. No, we, no, I'm serious. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Right. Sorry, dude. Sorry. So uh, uh, we will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening once again. Go to Stitcher, go to iTunes, and uh, check out our YouTube check page. Out, check out the YouTube page as well. Subscribe. 
Uh, it's some great surfing. going to be a lot of great stuff on there. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Over and out. Over and out.